Welcome to the FinTech Today podcast with your host, Carlos Cabrera, where everything is unfolded from FinTech news, personalities, and stories just for you. Hello, everyone. This is your host, uh, Carlos Cabrera. Uh, Welcome to uh, FinTech Today. And uh, this episode has a really exciting uh, guest. His name is Trevor Vergeron. He's the CEO of um, Stock Algos. And uh, also he's been involved in uh, in the startup scene here in, in Toronto. So uh, welcome, uh, Trevor. It's very exciting to have you. And um, I am very excited and uh, I'd like to know what makes a successful trader and if they need a um, to use algos in their trading strategy. Well, Carlos, thanks for having me. Uh, looking forward to chatting. Um, yeah, so like it, it depends on what you constitute as successful. Um, there are many traders out there that, you know, they might pick a stock um, and it goes up throughout time and they just leave it. it it's a probability and statistics game. Um, if people do their research and they look at the fundamentals, they can win. The, the longer you're in it, the more experience you have, the more likely you are to win. Um, and even people like using algos and like various types of trading software, it has to complement their existing trading strategy. They have to know what they're doing. Um, but there are certain times when algos are more efficient and there are certain times when they aren't. So um, yeah, the, the, there are a variety of ways that people can win. Um, and it, it just kind of depends on luck. If, the, if, if you're in a bull market, it's pretty easy to win. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know how to short and you're in a, in a bear market, it's, it's pretty easy to win. So it's more just, you know, where the trend is going, your ability to, you know, read in, get connected to information. And sometimes you don't even need to be, it, it could be just like roll of the dice and you can still make some pretty good money. But. And, and do you, um, I know that you mentioned um, a, 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 the insider analysis. What's, uh, can you explain to our listeners what that is about? and how that can um, contribute to their um, success in trading? Yeah, so um, a, a common trading strategy by the people that have been in it for a while is to follow the, the trading that people inside the company are doing. So I think there's a negative connotation with the word insider trading to the public, but in trading, it comes down to um, you know, CEOs, CFOs, directors of a company buying or selling stock, but they're listing with the SEC and they're giving like a few days notice that they're going to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, what this might signify is that the people inside these companies likely know more than you or any outsider because they're living it, they're working it, um, They might have an idea, say like an upcoming sale in the pipeline. Otherwise, why would they like put their money on the line? So 
I've used insider analysis in the past to gauge like my trading. If I see many different people inside a company buy in a certain time frame, that's usually like a flag where I'm like, okay, something could be going on here and, you know, follow that. Nice. And um, in general, the, the, um, how important are the Greeks, uh, meaning the um, Greek terminology and options in your trading strategy? Do you um, deploy them often or is that something that you don't use as much? Um, so I've encountered like a variety of different types of options traders. Some of them value Greeks a lot. And my um, pretty brief options trading experience I didn't use it and I still found success there are a variety of metrics that you can always look at and um, you know depending on how you read them can give you the same information so my, my typical option strategy was you know I'd look at say insiders or I try to play earnings or I try to play like the dividend and then I, you know, utilize options as well. It's pretty leveraged and time-based. So I'd be using options with these time-based events to try to get the most movement out of the stock. Um, and it did pretty well for a while. There are options traders I've encountered that really value Greeks. And we do plan on incorporating Greeks into our options tools in the future. Great. And, and usually um, you mentioned that um, the part of your strategy is, um, is actually pre-dividend or post-dividend. Can you explain to our listeners a, a little bit, as much as possible, what, um, what they can do uh, pre-dividend or post-dividend to better their return when it comes to their trading? Sure. So like if you went to school for finance, they teach you something called the efficient market hypothesis, right? So that the, the market like instantaneously adjusts to the dividend swing um, because, you know, it's money coming out of the company. So the stock price will automatically reflect that. And it's funny because in some cases it does. And you'll see that, you know, there's a dividend amount and it'll go down to $2 throughout that next day. And it'll, it'll like swing back up and sometimes it'll go like even higher. And there are other times where that like $2 drop with that dividend signifies like a large sell-off and people like kind of see it on their trend line and they see it go down and they're like, okay, well it broke support. So, and like, I missed out on this dividend. So you, you might see like a lot of people start to leave. So it could be a good short opportunity as well. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a few trading strategies revolving around dividends and, um, you know, everything's probability. Sometimes like one would work and sometimes, you know, it wouldn't. So. Sure. And <laughs> it's so fluid, as you know, they, it changes, uh, day by day. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they, in, in terms of, um, of, um, stock algos, can you explain to our listeners what Stock Algos is about and um, what um, what the platform can um, 
offer them uh, when it comes to trading? Sure. So stock algos is a, it's a marketplace of like a variety of tools and stock trading algorithms. You can kind of, you can kind of think of it like an app store where similar to you going on your, you know, Apple or Android device, you go to the Google or Apple store and there's a bunch of like things that you can select and add them to your phone. Mm -hmm. So it's a similar premise on our site where there are like, there's a marketplace of these apps. You click and select which one you want to use based off the description and it's added into your dashboard and you can use it on the site. Um, right now, like stock, the stock algos team is the only people actually developing. So we're supplying that one side of the marketplace. We're like using our full stack development abilities along with our like previous trading experience to try to offer tools and algos that people will use, um, acquire that user base and then bring on like a much larger development community consisting of people similar to us that operate in different verticals such as say commodities or Forex and have them come on and also build tools as well. Nice. And uh, the, um, in, in terms of um, the strategy, is it completely automated uh, or, you know, what, uh, what are the chances of, of, of say, have you ever seen computer errors happen when, when these fully automated uh, strategies? Yeah, definitely. But um, so on the site, we, we've classified basically two types of apps. One is a tool and then one is an algorithm. A tool is an information-based aggregator that will supply you like data and you as a trader can choose how you want to interpret that data. But we try to give you like as many data points as possible with easy to filter and sort metrics. An algorithm is more, you're playing with complex um, statistic-based and swing trading um, strategies that can execute like high frequency and like repeat a pattern. Right. And we aren't guaranteeing on this site that, you know, that this momentum trader or say neural net algorithm will make you money. What we allow you to do is like, um, incorporate, say, a momentum trader or neural net, input specific parameters, allow you to test on previous history that's occurred before, and then choose from there whether or not you think that this will actually help you in the future. So once again, there is obviously a risk. The, the past does not determine the present, but we're trying to give you the same tools that are available to much larger hedge funds. They're using previous data. They have the, these algorithms running. And they, you know, they've made a lot of money in the past. They may, might not make money in the future, but we're trying to offer those same tools to the public. Great. And, and in terms of, um, of um, this uh, new wave in, in crypto and uh, between crypto and traditional um, investing, do you guys, uh, in terms of, of the algorithms, is this focused on the traditional side and crypto, or is it just focused on, on the traditional side of, uh, of investing? So right now we've, um, we've made these tools for the traditional stock market. Um, basically you can trade from 9.30 to 4 p.m. EDT. Um, 
we obviously see that there's been this huge push into crypto and crypto trading. And a lot of the algorithms that we've, we've made, you know, all they require is a data feed, but they can be applicable to like many different verticals such as cryptocurrency. So we, we do plan on, you know, paying for those data subscriptions and then offering these same tools um, to the cryptocurrency traders. That, that, that's in our roadmap for development for sure. Great. I'm sure that will be interesting to our listeners. And uh, what, what um, in terms of, of um, blockchain, we have a, uh, a lot of listeners interested in that. And uh, I'm wondering what, uh, what's your opinion about it? And uh, if, um, what do you see in the future coming up in terms of, of that? I've always like really liked the idea of blockchain um, and I've like dabbled in it as well. So I tried to do a, a previous startup a few years back when it was actually the summer before Ethereum and Bitcoin exploded throughout that first wave. Um, ended up writing like a white paper and diving in and the, the theory of, you know, having this distributed ledger where everyone can kind of view and see the results or like hash it and there isn't this one central entity. It's, it's like, it's great in theory. Um, and I think that there are a lot of like really applicable uses to it. Unfortunately, the areas I would have liked to seen it occur and I think it would have had the most impact, it hasn't happened yet. So I, I think that You know, if you look at all, a lot of the companies and apps that exist today, they may or may not use blockchain technologies. And they, they probably could implement the exact same technology without using blockchain. They could use like your standard database having stored there and it's just managed by a single entity. Um, I think the real value comes in with like democratic decision-making. So, you know, there, there was this whole... Um, voter election and potential fraud going on in the States or that that's what was claimed, but something like that wouldn't exist in a blockchain environment where you have like many different nodes also computing as that comes in. So that that's something that affects like a wide variety of people. Um, And it, right now it's just like one centralized entity. And I guess that entity can come into question, but when you open up on like a blockchain environment, that same like voting network, uh, that wouldn't occur because, you know, any computer with hashing capabilities is, is validating it and then also contributing to the network. So as long as 51% agree on a current state of that ledger, that, that's the, you know, that's the truth. So. Perfect. Yeah, that makes sense. It, it's very true that when it comes to certain um, parts of, um, of society, such as elections, the blockchain plays a, can play a, a, an important role. But it's, not, it's, it's something that governments would need to individually pick up and, yeah. and take on that task seriously. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, there's a lot of areas, I mean, in the financial realm, I, I completely understand why there's been this like craze into Bitcoin and Ethereum. Um, there's like pros and cons. So, 
you know, obviously there's a finite supply of Bitcoin and therefore, you know, people can only own so much, which, which causes the individual price to go up and they aren't issuing more. Um, and like our current currency or fiat currency, you have the ability to like issue more and more currency and you have like a lot of inflation. So there's pros and cons with, with, with Bitcoin. I mean, the, the computational power to keep track of this massive ledger as it gets bigger and bigger is uh, it's what's causing the energy to go up, which Musk tweeted about now. And he honestly probably should have thought of this before, but it could be coming into like a bigger picture play on his end where he's going to be like, you know, doing solar farms to handle the computation. I don't know, but. Um, sure. There's yeah. a lot of talk today about um, Elon Musk's uh, comments on that and, and he can potentially bring to the table uh, this environmental issues that you're talking about. So definitely it's, it's, it's trending at the moment. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And uh, now in terms of, of um, going back to um, algorithms and, and trading for um, someone that that's just starting or has a, just a, say a five year uh, experience and um, years of experience and trading do you recommend this type of sophisticated strategies or is that something that you feel is reserved for um, serious traders or um, basically day traders yeah so i mean in, in my head there are two types of traders there's passive so they'll throw their money into like an index fund Mm-hmm. And then there's active where they want to manage and kind of make decisions. Um, that once again, active can come down to, you know, buy and hold or day traders. So a lot of people like the moment they like buy stock, they have an urge to follow it and like ride the trend. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of time emotion will come into play. So there, there's a wide variety of traders out there. And I think that, our tools, at least right now, are most applicable to active traders. So whether or not you're doing fundamental, and if you're doing fundamental and you want to track companies based off of like their earnings beats and, you know, insiders, and potentially you see that they have a dividend and it's a large paying dividend, we allow you to filter for like the highest dividend stocks. So you could actually even like buy and hold those dividend stocks. With the, with the day traders, we give you tools to access that as well and potentially even automate it. Um, so we have like swing trading tools. We are going to be publishing very shortly an RSI trader, a relative strength index trader, along with the MACD uh, trader as well. It's just going to allow you to like graph trend lines and you know give you notifications on certain stocks when they pass those trend lines. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, we we want to open it up to as many traders as possible, regardless if you're a beginner or advanced. If you're a beginner and you're interested in learning, we want to give you the option to learn. Um, we, we provide educational content to try to list out this trading strategy and the idea behind where this app or algo came from and why why we thought it would be worthwhile to, you know, create it. Right. 
In, in terms of trading, I know that you, uh, at the moment you mentioned um, emotions. Do you think that emotions, when it comes to uh, trading, play a, uh, say, a 70% role? Or do you think it just plays a minor role in the decision-making process of, of making, uh, buying or selling a security? I think, I think, and this is arguably um, like the best traders out there try to trade without emotion. Um, if you're trading based off emotion, you're really like following trends and you're typically like buying at peaks and then selling at troughs. Um, so, I mean, it, it depends on everyone's emotion, obviously, but that's, what I found even in my personal where like, you know, you get really excited when a stock starts going up and then you're like, okay, like it's going to keep going up forever. And when you buy in with that notion and the stock starts to dip, you're like, okay, I don't want to lose my money, but like, maybe I should wait a bit. And then by the time like that reaction and you see it drop and you've lost, you're like, okay, like I got to sell. And, um, you know, some people get luckier than others and some people get really unlucky. Um, for sure, it's um, uh, it's it's such a it's it's a great game, but definitely it um, requires it, it requires any of the of the people that that executes the trades to sort of put aside uh, limit the emotions and sort of look at it objectively. I would say, but in in terms of of what you've seen and the the clients that you're dealing with at the moment. Um, what would, what's your typical, what's a typical client that you right now are, are uh, onboarding? Is it a very uh, 20 year old uh, person, 30 years old, or do you have, you know, a, a very uh, wide range of clients? So we've had, like we launched um, a bit over 30 days ago. Mm -hmm. We've had like, well over a hundred people register all from like a variety of different backgrounds using a variety of different tools. Um, the people that like our platform likely will monetize from the most is like large hedge funds or existing um, traders that have this, like maybe they come from a financial background but they don't have the technical skills to implement it. Um, so they may come to us to like build out that algo for them. Um, we are trying to like make, make a marketplace that caters to the masses instead of like the, the, the few that that is like the initial goal or ethos behind stock algos is we want to like help the middle class. Um, that being said, like we are to a certain extent a business and we will work with people in like a variety of different ways to, you know, help with their trading. Great. Great. And, um, you know, when it, when it comes to say just the general recommendations for uh, people that, um, what I find and I'm, you know, I've read so much about algos and it's such a, an interesting upcoming um, field that uh, a lot of people, are a little uh, fearful of when, when you mention the word algos or algorithms, what, uh, what can you tell them about it that sort of takes out the fear and helps them look at it objectively? 
I mean, whenever you're dealing with something new, there's, there's fear. Um, and like, there should be, there should be hesitation. There should be like a gradual introduction and really understanding what you're dealing with. Because like, if you're following this algorithm's suggestions, eat, like you should know where those suggestions are coming from. What we have like really tried to do with all of the automated traders on, and that when I say automated trader, we haven't actually implemented the ability to connect it into your trading account yet. We have it so that it sends you emails. So basically someone can come on and if they like, like this notion of swing trading where like the moment it stops going up, it'll buy and the moment it starts going down, like it'll sell out your shares. Um, you can like backtest it. So we give you that data throughout like whatever day range that you want for any stock. And you can input certain parameters. Like for example, if the stock goes up by $1 or $1.50, I want that to signify a buy. And if the stock drops say 50 cents or a dollar, I want that to signify a sell. So I'm like, a stock that has a, a price of maybe like $1,000, you're going to see that swing occur a lot, right? Because it's, um, I don't know, 0.1% of, of the stock. But if you have like, say a $100 stock and it's only 1%, that like 1% fluctuation will occur a lot less. So all we're doing, we aren't, we aren't giving you like this one set algo and we aren't selling the same algo to everyone because the moment you do that, the algo stops working. You can't have like thousands of people using the same, the exact same algorithm with the exact same parameter. So we're giving you like a framework that's really simple for you to input fields. And then you can test those models and choose if you want to use it. Oh, I see. So that's the difference between, say, some of the... Um all the products I've seen out there and what you're talking about, because you know that nowadays there's also this uh, um, robo, they call it robo investing where, where it's sort of automated, but it, it's sort of a, it's, it's an algorithm that manages people's money, but it's, it's basically you do nothing and, and the algo does everything. But I see that what you, your stock algos is about is actually uh, and this is good for our listeners so they can differentiate strategies that this one, actually the client puts in the, um, the parameters and they decide what to do with the algo. So that's, that's the, that's a significant difference, you know? Yeah. That, that's, that's why we built it is because we want to give people uh, freedom. Um, you, you know, with like these robo traders, sometimes it's a black box. Mm -hmm. um, they say, you know, you know, your money will go up 15%. And I, I guess people are like, okay, sweet. You know, I'm, I'm going to make money, but this is more for the people that, you know, they've been in the trading game um, and they just want to use tools or algorithms to complement their trading, or they, they want to like learn more about strategies out there as well. Wow. That's um, yeah, that's you know, I, th I believe that, uh, you know, that's something that uh, people would definitely uh, enjoy. And uh, now if, if to, to the people out there that, that want to um, sort of, you know, get into investing, do you have any recommendations for them? 
Yeah. So before you start trading, like your actual money, which is really tempting, open up like a, a paper trading account or any type of simulator and start seeing like if your trades would be accurate and um, do this for like a, a prolonged period. Don't just do it after you've made one good trade. Um, really try to like iron down a systematic process and like reasons why um, something that you can like repeat for when you actually do open up a trading account with money, if that's, if that's a plan. Um, if not, you know, I, you can do very well investing in passive index funds. Um, and I would recommend looking into that, usually broad ones that replicate the S&P or S&P 100, S&P 500 or 100. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if, you, if your goal is to make money and you don't want to put in the time and effort that it takes to learn and try new things, I would definitely recommend the, the index trading option because you're playing against people that, you know, are putting in the time. Right. In every single trade in the stock market, in order for you to win, someone has to lose. So you have to think about who you're playing and why they're making the decisions that they're, they're making as well. For sure. That's, um, that's, those are wise words. And, um, well, um, I'll, um, uh, now I would say that if you have anything to tell our listeners that about uh, stock algos or anything else, um, it's, I would um, definitely um, let you the floor so that you can um, talk to our listeners directly and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, uh, I, I wish you all the best. I hope that you make a lot of successful trades. I hope that you, you know, continue to learn and uh, push yourselves and have fun. Um, you know, don't, don't risk everything. <laughs> um, try, try to like really limit your risk. I, I want you to do well. And uh, yeah, best of luck. All right. Thanks so much, Trevor. Uh, we really enjoyed uh, having you as our guest and definitely we'll catch up soon and see how everything is going with your uh, new project. Thanks so much. That's good. Thanks, Carlos.